the Art and Industry of Business and Living podcast, discussing conscious choices around business, money, life and living and creating a greater future for you and the planet. Hi, everybody. Welcome to the Art and Industry of Business and Living. You are with Simone Millis as your host. And uh, I'm at home at the moment. And I was just saying how much I love being at home. I love traveling. I also love being at home. My body seems to really like it. So how does it get any better than this? I also have the wonderful, amazing Mr. Brendan Watt with me. Welcome, Brendan. Thank you very much. I'm back. <laughs> You're back. Where, where were you? I'm so popular on this show now. <laughs> done like three. Yeah, there's some people who are even more popular than you. <gasps> oh, my oh, my God. God. I said that out loud. Live on, live on podcast. No. You're the best. You're the most popular. There's probably few that are more of a princess than me, though, let's be honest. So if we look at even that conversation that we're having, and it's like, how much does that, you know, people start looking at things like that as being like what we call head tripping. Uh-huh. And I'm going to get straight to the point here because this okay. is what we want to talk about. Go for it. Um, you actually have on the 8th of May. Yep. 8th of May, you have a one-off telecall. And what's it called? Head Trippers Anonymous. Head Trippers Anonymous. So you can be the biggest head tripper in the world and you can remain anonymous. So what is Head Trippers? Well, Head Trippers is somebody who goes to their head all the time to try and figure something out. So they'll go to their mind rather than ask a question. See, the one of the ways to disable your mind is to go into question, but what most people do is they'll ask the question and then they'll think about it. They'll go, oh, well, how does it get any better than this? And then they'll try and think, how does it get any better than this? <laughs> the, the, the question then becomes redundant because you're not actually looking for, for a knowing and you're not actually allowing anything greater to come in. You're trying to figure out what it is. So the question's not really a question. It's a statement with a, it's a, a question statement mark with attached. a question mark attached. <laughs> and most people love to do it. You know, what I've seen with a lot of people is they'll spend all day in their heads thinking, 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 thinking. And one of the things I know about the mind is it can only extrapolate within the boundaries of its limitations. So with that, it can only, if you've got a limitation that's showing up in your life and you decide, okay, I need to think this through, then your mind can only give you the the information within that limitation. It can't get you out of it. It'll only show you more of the limitation. So if... You're talking if a real head tripper is listening to this and it's like and there they're will like be some. And they're like, Yes, that's exactly what I do. I work it out. And uh-huh. it's like, so what are some of the tools that people can start to use to change that for themselves? Well, one of the things with head tripping is, you know, and we talk about this in access that ninety eight percent of your thoughts, feelings and emotions don't belong to you. So what happens is with that is you'll pick a thought up, you'll get a thought and it'll it'll come into your mind, it'll come into your head. And it'll match, even if it's slightly, even if it matches 1% of what you think is going on in your life at the time, you will take that thought and you'll extrapolate it into a reality of yours rather than go, who does this belong to? You know, so you want to catch it when the thought comes in. The thought will come in and then you'll go, okay, boom, and then you've got a universe created out of this thought rather than who's that belong to? So can you give us an example? Yeah, so if you're walking down the street and then all of a sudden you get this thought of, I have a money problem, for example. And then you start... Because no one does that. No one no does one. that. So no, everyone, anyone listening here, no example. one has a money problem that listens to this podcast. <laughs> so, so you'll do that and this thought will come into your head like, I have a money problem, I'm stressed about money, money's hard, whatever. If you have anywhere in your world that you've decided you have an issue with money, you will take that thought and turn it into a whole universe of how you've got a money problem. 
So the rest of your day, you're thinking, oh, now I'm, now I'm a mess because I have a money problem. Now I'm wrong because I have a money problem. Um, it wasn't ever your money problem. So that's when you want to catch those thoughts and be, okay, who's this belong to? Is it mine? And for most people, it's too much work. You know, they'll go, well, it must be mine because it matches what's going on in my life. Uh, well, that's not really a question. So you want to look at it from the place of, okay, is this mine? And for three days, okay, I shouldn't give away all my tips, should I? I'm no, sure I'm you're going to have more. <laughs> <laughs> for three days, you want to be in that place of who's it belong to with every thought, feeling, and emotion that comes up for you to break the cycle because really that's what thinking is. It's a cycle. You've created your mind. You love it. Most people do. And now you don't want to let go of it. So so you say you're talking about, you know, asking questions to, you know, create the different reality of, of coming out of head tripping. Uh-huh. So what are some of the questions you can ask? And I, I want to, like, f- explore the energy of truly choosing based on choice, not based on head tripping. Because I can see that people go, oh, okay, so I have to ask questions. And like you said, then they go, well, how does it get any better than that? And then they start to go to the how. Yeah. Okay, let me ask you, what have you got to be in order to truly ask a question and allow something different to show up? You want, in one word? Yeah. Wrong. You wrong. have to be willing to get your – you have to be willing to get your every cho- every single choice you make wrong if you're going to have any freedom with choosing. And most people go, no, but I have to get it right. But see, as soon as you go to that place of, well, I have to get my choices right, you've eliminated most of your choices. And then you go into judgment of every single choice you make based on what your definition of definition is of what's right and what's wrong. For me, it's like if you, when I realized that I was doing this, trying to get things right, didn't want to get it wrong, because for most of us, we've either made ourselves wrong our whole lives or we've been told we're wrong our whole lives. So we use this as a, well, I must avoid wrongness at all costs, which means I must get everything right in everybody else's eyes so that I'm not made wrong. There's not much freedom in that. And I can I can hear people's heads already listening uh-huh. to this going, top, yeah, exactly. Top. You've just explained how I actually create or the assumption that you create your life. Well, yeah, and it, and well, that's it. And my, a lot of people think that they, their lives are created with their minds. No, most of the times you're limited. Your life is created with the choices you make, full stop. Every single choice that you've made in your life has been a creative element in where you are right now. And a lot of people go, well, no, I have to think myself into creation. No, you have to choose yourself into creation. The thinking is what you base your choices on in order to eliminate the awareness of what the choice creates. Okay, so can you talk a little bit more about the, you know, choosing yourself into creation or give an example, like something that people can relate to. Well, yeah, you've got to look at, well, and what you've got to start with is you've got to start, what I did was I started looking back in my life and started looking at some of the choices I'd made and what they created. And if you look at it and go, okay, well, I chose to do this and this is what was created from it, you start seeing how every choice you make creates. And then you go, I mean, for me, what I ask all the time is, okay, so what choice do I have available here that I've never even considered? Because then you'll start getting awarenesses of what, is actually available to choose. See, most of us with choice, we have a menu. We have this booklet of choice. Well, I can choose this and this and this and this and this, but I can't choose any of this. You know, and we decide what we will choose and what we won't choose rather than what's fun for me. 
Yeah, and I get most people's choices are also based on, you know, what they've already chosen. It's like who they uh, choose to surround themselves by, uh, like their family, their friends, their colleagues, where they were chose to be born. It's like what religion they are. It's like yeah. what race they are, et cetera. Yeah. So then that's that's the amount of choices that you have. And yeah. some may appear more than others. Like people go, oh, if you have money, you have more choice. Yeah. Ah, to an extent. Yeah. And then how many people limit themselves with choice just because they have money rather because they never want to lose it. Yeah. So how much does the willingness to lose everything that you choose like um, coincide with this? Well, the, the, the first thing with, with what you said is like with the, if I had more money, I'd have more choice. And that's the way that people justify why they will, why they will not choose. Well, until I get money, I can't be happy until I get money. I can't choose until I get money. I won't be free. And I've known this with myself is as soon as I get the money, I go, nothing changed. I just have more money. What the? <laughs> what the? Where's the magical carpet ride that was supposed to be my freedom in life now that I have more money? But you've got to look at it from the place of, okay, I'm in total control of my life here based on the choices I can make. Now, what could I choose? Most people go, well, but I can't choose that. Why not? So how much have you had tripped in your life, Brendan? Well, I would be one of the people that I would say wouldn't think as much as most people, but there's been some some things in my life that I've chosen lately that are based on that place of right and wrong. So it's a good way of going into your mind to figure out, okay, how do I get this right? How do I not get this wrong? Because in all honesty, if you didn't have a mind, would you ever be right? Would you no. ever be wrong? No. Would you no. ever judge yourself? No. Would you ever have a lack? Or would you just choose? I mean, if you watch an animal, they don't think. So they go, oh, do this. Oh, do this. But see, the other thing with that is most of us have this idea, like the great minds of the world, the ones, the people in the world that have created massive changes and difference in the world were the great minds. But they actually didn't use their mind to get the information that made the change. Like Albert Einstein, people go, well, he thought about all of these formulas. No, he didn't. He used his awareness to get the formulas, but he also had the mind that he used to extrapolate the formulas. But the actual information that he got didn't come from his mind. It came from his awareness and his knowing. So how much is awareness sort of imperative to have with this? Like, well, talk about that. Well, you can't do thinking and awareness at the same time. So you've got to choose one. Choose one or the other, but... Some of us will go, well, I'll use it here. I'll use it here where I trust myself. You know, I trust myself with making money, so I'll use my awareness. But I don't really trust myself being a parent, so I'll think about every single thing I say to my children. You know, so we'll have areas in our life where we'll use it. We'll use either or, but they don't work together because you cannot, you cannot think. You, your mind cannot give you the information that the awareness gives you. It can only diminish it and created as something that's a linear concept which eliminates the the possibilities that the awareness gives you. And I know it might sound a little deep, but you know, it's like but it also makes sense to the point where you go, Well, cause see, knowing's instant. Knowing happens in a heartbeat. You have you to go, be able to you gotta be able to click. Able to if click, you can't yeah. click, I yeah. don't know what we're gonna do with yeah. you. <laughs> okay? So I just don't know. We'll still see if we can help you out of this. But if you can't Start practicing clicking. You got till May 8th. Okay? <laughs> um, but, you know, but thinking can take forever. And I know for me, you know, some mornings I'll wake up 
And if I'm not on my game straight into question, I'll start thinking, oh, what about this? And this isn't working and that's not working. And 10 minutes. I like the way your voice changes when you're thinking. Well, it's because yeah. I turn into a girl, you know. <laughs> but it's like, but 10 minutes later you're going, oh, damn it, I did it again. I'm in my head and I'm trying to figure this out, wondering why all of my space leaves when I go into thinking because I'm not actually looking for what I know and what is true. I'm just looking for what my head can tell me, which is usually a big fat pile of shit. Yeah, and what I've noticed is when you're willing to function from your awareness, it's like it's a contribution. It's like, you know, consciousness contributes to you. And with awareness, you can't control it, whereas thinking. Oh, that's a good point. <laughs> yeah, with thinking, it's like everyone tries to control everything. I'll control this to work out. I'll control this to create it. I'll control this not to work out. I'll yep. control this to create more. To control, 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 control. The big C control word. Control freaks. Yeah, control freaks. Yeah, but if you didn't have to control the reality, if you didn't have to control your reality and you didn't have to control your future and you didn't have to really control anything, then how much would it allow everything to contribute to you? Yeah, and then what would you like to choose? Yeah. Like they say, the world is your oyster. What would you like to choose? Yeah. So if there's no more head tripping, you function from awareness and you function from choice, what possibilities could show up? That is a good question, Simone. I like it. Thank you, Brendan Watt. <laughs> yeah, well, exactly right because that's that's it, is if I did, wasn't thinking about this. See, one of the things we say in Access is thinking is stinking. Your mind is a dangerous thing, waste it, you know, but it's like but most people see it as, well, if I didn't have a mind, how would I communicate? One of the things I learned with facilitating classes around the world was I couldn't think. You know, I'd get up there and I'd sit in that chair, no mind. Not one thought for four days or three days or however long the class was because in that I wouldn't allow myself to get the piece of it. If I was thinking, I wouldn't allow myself to get the piece of information that was going to change the person or that was going to change the room or that was going to change what whatever it was we could change. So I, I created these sets of rules and one of them for facilitating, one of them was no thinking. You know, but what I noticed was is I'd do this, you know, and I'd facilitate, and then I'd go back to my hotel room. Oh, did I do enough? I wonder if I changed that person enough. I wonder if they liked the class. I wonder if, you know, and it was this head trip, and I'd be like, what am I doing? But that's the way the mind is designed, is always to pull you back into this reality, never allow you to go forward into yours. And I've heard some of the other tools that you uh, came up with when you're facilitating. Can you name some of them? Yeah, well, it started with, no thinking, uh, no judgment of me or anybody in the room. Be present. Um, Was it being allowance? Was that one of them? Possibly being allowance, but then I added another one. Well, you added alcohol I and added masturbation. Al alcohol and masturbation were the yeah. two. That but I don't think you masturbate on stage. I don't yet. masturbate in class yet. Yeah, yeah, but, you yeah, know, yeah. I'm you starting, never know. I'm pretty comfortable up yeah. there now. So. <laughs> so the interesting thing is I look at that in – you know, you came up with those for facilitating. And what about whole life was facilitation? Like, well, that's what I realized. Yeah. I was like, I'd get on stage. And for me, I'd get on stage. I wouldn't give myself up for anything, not one thing. You know, and I could get on stage as this who I am. You know, it wouldn't matter what showed up. There was no way I was giving any of me up. And then I'd get off stage and, like I said, go into my head. Oh, now I'm pathetic. Ah. You know, and... If you guys would have seen that, I was being total princess then. He was doing hand actions. I'm doing for hand you. actions, telenovela. But then I went, you know what? Why am I facilitating like this? Why am I not just living my life this way? 
and see, for most of us, we'll have these areas of our life where we'll be willing to be all of us, whether it's, you know, with your kids, whether it's in nature, whether it's, you know, alcohol and masturbation, you know, but we'll have these areas. Well, hopefully you're not thinking about it when you're actually masturbating. It's like, it's well, just like following you know, the energy and using awareness. Each to their own. Yeah. <laughs> um, but you all, you, most people have that area where they're just them. If you can have that, start saying, start asking for, okay, if I can have that there, what would it take for me to have that level of presence and that level of being me in every area of my life? Well, it's interesting when you say that too, because I've seen you, um, I've seen you cook like, and in the kitchen and it's like, you don't, no, I'm not, (laughs) (laughs) this is, this is it. This is an intervention. You're very messy in the kitchen. No, we Uh have a friend, Christopher Hughes, which is a regular on this show. That's messier than you in the kitchen. Okay, good. So, but grateful for both of you, you're fabulous cooks, but the way actually both of you cook is not by going, this is what it must be. You actually play with the energy and play with the food and look at everything and go, mmm, tastes like this, and never cook anything the same again. It's like this constant state of creation. Well, that's because when we cook, we don't think. Yeah. So what if you have somewhere in your life like that that you recognize when we talk about this and then you take that into your entirety of your life? It's like what could change and it's like what else could show up for you? Well, and the way you do that is by asking and see most people – with the thinking is your mind could never tell you that ask and receive could ever be a reality. It just cannot comprehend how that could ever exist. So most people think it's too easy. It's way more solid and real to think something because if you can think it into existence, then there we go. The mind works, you know, but if you, with that, you've got to, you've got to look at those areas in your life and all you've got to do, it's really hard. Okay. It's really, really hard. They say, okay, what would it take for me to have this? What would it take for me to have more of this in my life? Done. I love Move that. on. So what would it take for you to have more of this in your life? Well, on May 8th, you get to hang out with Brennan Watt on I'm Zoom. I'm trash your minds. Yes, and you can go to brennanwatt.com and sign up for that class. It's a one-off pop-up Zoom, is it? Uh-huh. You it's get to see my pretty self. You get self. to see him. Mm-hmm. And then, so I think it's 100 bucks. And you can also go to accessconsciousness.com and you'll find that class on there too. And it's called Head Trippers Anonymous. So, so you don't even have to say your name. You don't have to <laughs> register, but we won't, we won't call you out, you know. Or will you? Or will I? <laughs> Maybe that might actually create the greatest change. So, And if you want to find out any of the other classes that Brennan's doing, you can go to his website and also to the accessconsciousness.com site. And please don't forget to find a facilitator near you and get your bars run. It's like bars are one of the most greatest gift in the world. And you can find there's thousands of facilitators all over the world. So wherever you're listening to this and, you know, I've spoken about it before, but it's the 32 points on the head that start to delete all those places that you have all these fixed points of view, these limitations, these conclusions, which, oh yeah, how'd you get there? Probably head tripped about them. Yeah. Think about that one. Yeah. There you go. (laughs) So get your bars run, join uh, Brendan's call, Head Trippers Anonymous on May 8th. And if you like this podcast, share it around. Give it a five-star rating. Do all that stuff. I'm going to five-star it. You know, five stars. worthy of it. Yeah. yeah. I think give it six stars. Yeah. 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 Ask iTunes, how do I six star this? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> be different. Be willing to be different and be you. So, Brennan, thank you so much. Is there anything else you want to say to the listeners? Uh, no, that's it. Thank okay. you, guys. Thanks for right. listening. And we'll see you next time. Thanks for joining us here. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye.